Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This is the Reardon Roundtable. This afternoon in Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus Fish Fry. It is our Fish Fry 24 tour. We have tour t-shirts at the merch tent here in Cottleville. That may be a little bit of fake news, but the uh, Fish Fry gets underway in about an hour. We were here in Cottleville last year. Jane is sitting next to me. She's going to spend the next few hours here. How are you? I am doing great. And this year, it's not pouring rain. Remember last year when we came here? I mean, it was like a monsoon, and now it's beautiful weather. It was cold. We have the, the door is right to the left of where we're sitting here in the Knights of Columbus Hall, which is very quiet right now because people will start to show up in the next hour or so, but I do remember that. Also on the panel this afternoon, Gene Evans, former executive director of the Missouri GOP, former state rep, the head of the Missouri Federation for Children, and she's got a new haircut, so you can kind of check that out on the Twitter this afternoon. Gene, how are you? Fantastic. Looks it's great to be here. Fabulous. John Gaskin, his hair always looks great. Thank you. <laughs> he is the uh, done Democratic lobbyist, former head of the uh, NAACP in St. Louis County. So I have to start with our friend Fonnie Willis down in uh, Fulton County, Georgia. And John, you're not up to speed on this. I love this so much. Fonnie's in a bit of trouble. It turns out that the Trump defense team had a little bit in their back pocket on all of this. So this is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is not some conservative right-wing publication right down there in Atlanta. Nathan Wade appeared to make at least 35 visits to the Hapeville neighborhood where Fonnie Willis was living before the DA (coughs) hired him to lead Fulton County's election interference prosecution case. Now this comes from cell phone data. Mm -hmm. Trump's lawyers collected cell phone data from his cell phone and cell phone tower transmissions. I guess they subpoenaed AT&T. It contradicts or seems to contradict the testimony from Nathan Wade last week in which he said he had visited Willis at her condo in Hipville no more than 10 times. And when he was asked about that, he said, well, we were just delivering documents, you know, things along those lines. Well, we had an affidavit that says that Willis and Wade called each other more than 2,000 times during the first 11 months of 21, exchanged just less than 12,000 text messages. Now, the quick math on that is over a period of 334 days, that's about six calls a day and 36 texts a day in an average. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports it this way. The timeline is important for two reasons. If Willis and Wade were a couple before she hired him, it raises the prospect that she may have violated at least the spirit of the anti-nepotism rules, though Fulton's policy specifically focuses on family members. I don't care about the nepotism rules. Nobody cares about that now after today. More importantly, both Willis and Wade have testified under oath that the relationship began in 22. If defense attorneys can prove that they lied under oath, it could constitute perjury. So first things first. This, I said after listening to all this last week that I was not completely convinced of disqualification because mm-hmm. the judge was being very fair to both sides 
and uh, he clipped both sides several times during testimony. I don't know that they proved enough in that testimony. Most experts said it didn't look good for Fonnie Willis, but this is going to pretty much ensure disqualification from this case. So we probably know that. Then the question, and I'll start with my lawyer friend Jane here, yes. to my right today, even though we know that that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the question of perjury. Now, you have a high standard for perjury, Very but it's sure. And, and you know, now that I know this about the calls and the texts, if I think back to the testimony, they were being very careful. You know, I, I think they were cautious. Can you say definitively that they perjured themselves? Maybe not, but there's a chance, isn't there? Well, look, I, I agree it doesn't look good, and a lawyer should, under the Code of Ethics, should avoid the appearance of impropriety, which is, you know, that it looks bad. And so maybe it wasn't romantic. I mean, that's the trouble that the Trump lawyers are going to have, is proving that just because they text a lot and talk, talk a lot, um, you know, that really? doesn't necessarily really? mean they're just there's... they're hanging out watching a basketball game between 11 o'clock and five in the morning. What are they doing? Well, I mean, they he's catching up he, on no, Stranger he, Things or he, what, what he, were they doing? Well, Jane? I'm no, just curious. He said that that he had other reasons to be in the area. I don't know. OK, but you do have to prove the romance part. Not that they talked a lot. You have to prove How do you they prove did that. No, no. But here here's the thing. This is why all everything you that happened last week matters. Tells well, you. Right, but they had testimony from the woman that lived in the condo complex, Fonny's former BFF. They don't really, you know, I don't think they keep up with each other along the lines of Nathan Wade and Fonny. But if you put this together, that's what they were doing. They were developing their case. They knew that they had this. They put her on the record. They put them yep. on the record. Which, I think, which, which, which so is So it's smart. not just the cell phone records. It's the testimony that occurred earlier in the hearing. Because she did say that they, what, he maybe went over there 10 times? And it was like, no, it's more like 36. Well, during the testimony, it did seem like they were really being careful and asking a lot of questions. Yes. It was kind of like, where is this going? And a couple of times there were interruptions and, in, you know, where is this going? Where are you taking this? But asking the question in several different ways and trying to get them to commit to dates That's and times of the relationship. And now it. we know why. Yes, right? we do Except know why. I was confused by that, Gene. I really was because I was paying close attention and it didn't all make sense. It makes a lot more sense right now. In any legal proceeding, though, if one side subpoenas documents, the other side gets them. So I don't know that there would be a surprise, you know, in the in the documents because well, they are in, they get them. In too. other words, the yeah the they would have known the they other would have side known would have known when they were subpoenaed. Well, one of the things about her testimony I thought was interesting. I mean, there was such a high level of arrogance. It did that kind of, was what I think. It, it reminded people, me of, of Kim Gardner and some of her retorts when she was questioned about things. But also thinking like if you juxtapose that with. Um, say Trump behaves that way on the stand in the way he gets eviscerated in the media, whereas when she does it, you know, there was a little more sympathy from some of the major media towards her that she was being questioned. I don't know about that. Well, uh, you got to watch, you got to yeah. watch MSNBC and well, CNN. Well, that's not me. I, I will say I this mean, that's much. not mainstream. Uh, look, the reality is this. I do think it, she came in a little hot in some of her statements, yes. but I must say she was quite entertaining. Oh, especially, no guys, listen, the, drama. the best part, and my boss and I were, this is, we laughed about this. Napa Valley is quite high dollar. Right. Can you imagine walking in with a Chanel purse and pulling out $800 cash to pay your bill? So I will give her this much. She was very strategic in terms of handling some of these transactions when they would travel with cash. And I think that is smart. And I think she's a very smart lady. However, 
with all this and all the young and the restless bizarre that's going on, we cannot forget who is really on trial with this situation. I've forgotten already, John. Donald I don't know Trump. what you're talking about. But it about. is quite entertaining, no nonetheless. That's on purpose. That's, what, that's on purpose. And then, like, you know, and I mean, his lawyer is a goofball. So, I mean, that gal, who's who? Who's the lady who posts her <laughs> bikini pics? Her, his that's lawyer? That's the New York attorney. That's yeah, a different That's, that's a different, different, attorney. different jurisdiction. Different jurisdiction. Yeah. I like her. Jane. I know you do. I think honey. she's a great legal mind. <laughs> Get off of Instagram. Get off of Instagram. Oh my god! But but okay. It is entertaining. But it does reinforce oh, yeah. this it, concept. Uh, John, but let John. It is. Go ahead, Jean. It but, reinforces this concept of that they're just out to get him. And then when you have what's going on in New York, where he has this huge fine in other developers in New York saying this is unprecedented, this is ridiculous. You have truckers up there who don't want to deliver into New York because they feel like he's being victimized. It, it reinforces the concept that is out there that Trump says and that a lot of his supporters believe that he is being victimized and demonized by the left. And that the, and when this prosecutor can't be taken seriously because of the way she presents herself, whether it's a good case in court or not, in the court of public opinion, this helps Trump. Right, it does. Because, John, no matter, you're right. And she tried, sure. Fonnie tried to make it very clear. Look, we shouldn't be talking about she this. We're talking about base. election interference. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, if this goes, if she gets disqualified, and if there's even, and there will be, if they're convicted of perjury, it might not even matter at this point. Mm-hmm. It matters that the suggestion is strongly there, and this will play in Trump's favor. It, well, it no, they'll just get a new lawyer. They're going to get a new lawyer for this case, which is going to yeah. delay it. Yeah, that, that's my point. It, it doesn't matter because anything I mean, that would happen in this case would be in. would be after the election. There's no way that they could put new people on this case that's and right. somehow get it done by November. Could no. they, Jane? I mean, it depends, but I don't think it's realistic. But I isn't mean, there a chance they could throw the whole thing out? She was the one. No, they won't. Not I, for this. I'm not so sure about nah, that. I don't think so. Because it doesn't change the facts. It doesn't change the evidence. It so the facts of the case obviously well, the don't change. The facts of the case are a joke anyway, Jane. Come well, on. Well, then, I know well, you guys you know. want to say. Let's I, just I pick up the phone and ask for a few more votes no, you, here. You, yeah. Can you look up under that mattress and find them for but me? But, John, yeah. you, you guys, I know you believe this, but a jury's not going to believe this, that the call that Trump makes when he says, find me some votes, <laughs> he's not asking them to manufacture votes. In his mind, well, I that's know the, he, Well, in his just, mind, because he's hang mentally ill. Hang on a ill. second, okay? Whatever you want to say. But I'm telling you that what he did was it, he, he felt definitively that he won the state of Georgia and that the votes were there and that he was robbed of the votes. But being, so when he says, find me votes, he's not saying, wait, wait. write up a bunch of votes that people didn't cast. He's saying, bring me the votes that <laughs> he's people delusional. cast. Like, well, he's delusional. He's delusional. No, it is not. Because when you look at someone's intent, you, they, it's, it's what a normal person would think, not what sure. a delusional person thinks. And he's like, find me votes. Well, given that, that yeah, the only so way to do that to is disprove. to manufacture it's them. It's going to be so easy for him to toss that little thing out in court. I so guess, I, I don't we'll think this is out. heading anywhere. I don't think it, it helps anyway. I mean, look, I don't think this whole, like, we're going to throw people off the ballot and we're going to, it's all nonsense. Right. Just have the election. And let's get to it because well, I'd none be of happy it matters. With that because right now, if you're looking at some of the states that play Arizona, Trump 46, Biden 43, Nevada, Trump 46, Biden 40, Pennsylvania, Trump 45, Biden 43, North Carolina, Margin Trump 47, error. Biden 44, mm-hmm. Georgia, Trump 48, Biden 42. So the, the you know how is your guy getting smoked so badly by the guy that's indicted 150 million times? How well, does that happen? Look, as some folks say in politics, an hour in politics is a lifetime, and it really really is. We are a ways away from this yeah. election. Look, I'm not in the Biden is going to be a close election. election. And if Donald Disagree Trump, with that. and I was watching Fox News the other day, this is the biggest laughing matter I've seen in a while. 
for what, did some you see folks. Claire McCaskill oh, on MSNBC. Is that oh, what you're talking about? No, no, no. I was watching Fox News. I, I watched it in the office Look a lot. At you. You know, for Trump to say, "Oh, well, we are selling tennis shoes in <laughs> oh, urban areas, and that's going to be great for African Americans because that's a major market." Yeah, black people will like. Me. Really, black people. That's all we care about are tennis shoes now. That's a little insulting. That's quite insulting. And but so the reality, his numbers booed. are increasing with with African Americans. Where are those polls that you're yeah, referring yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Mark? Yeah. Well, Biden said we're going to they're going to put you on. All right, let, let, let's approach it this way. I was going to say for the next second, but let's look at the border issue right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've played well, audio. Our governor's sending folks down there. I'd rather him send them to the city of St. Louis. Well, Amen. maybe that's true too. But hang on, hang on. You're going to kind of try to defer from my from my issue here because um, you. <laughs> Got, which I was totally really good, John. I know. It was he stumped good. you, didn't John, he? I don't want my seen, tax dollars wasted audio, look, being sent to Texas. I've played audio the last couple of weeks from people in New York and in Chicago, urban African Americans who mm-hmm. are livid yep. about the border situation. Mm-hmm. They see resources being taken from them, from their kids, yep. city parks being taken over. They've crime. had it with Eric Adams' crime. They have had it with um, Brandon Johnson in Chicago. I'm not saying that automatically is going to throw support to Trump, but that issue is hurting your guy right now because he said two weeks ago he can't do anything about it, and then all of a sudden they want to drop an executive order. But, Mark, you and I both know they had a bill ready to go, and Donald Trump quickly became the biggest lobbying firm in D.C. and started calling everyone, telling them don't support this bill. bill. They should have supported the bill. But here's the deal, They did their best, but it was a bad bill. Nobody gets a perfect bill. an issue. That Why would you not issue. want to do it, it makes what it better. is good for the country? So, so you yeah. wait and say, oh, we we got to wait till you know after the no. election. Well, this is the same stuff. So that you can fix the issue. And get Biden for claiming right. that Trump killed his bill. I mean, he's just elevated Trump to more powerful than him. He's saying a guy who's not even in office has the ability to kill legislation. He is telling the American people. You don't tr- think he has lemmings in Congress? Oh, come on! They admitted it. Some of the lemmings. Oh, well, I said it was a bad bill before I. Before this ever happened, I thought it was a terrible bill. It was also discriminatory towards Mexicans. It was only five, it was 5,000 from continuous countries, but not other places. So you could have 20,000 people coming in from the rest of the world. world. And there just were let strange in. things that were A lot were of strange. It just wasn't and, a bad bill. Like like to read it until Sunday night before it I think know, Trump wanted to take out. credit for it. Whether he should have or not doesn't really matter, but because it wasn't going to go anywhere. They right. said that bill was dead on arrival before he What they've in. told America <laughs> is that Congress is completely dysfunctional and they cannot get it everybody, together. Everybody already knew that. Well, that, that's not something to run on, which is what Donald wants. He he wanted to make chaos sure that this was is chaos. His best friend. He is chaos, and that's Gene, the and I got to give him credit. Do you think chaos he's good at it? Him, There's chaos it now. Gene, this is unbe- the chaos has been going on for the last couple of years at the border. That's right. We see people are outraged for justifiable of they reasons. Are. They don't only But these see cities that are complaining are the cities that said, oh, bring them here. I want to be a sanctuary. I'm so glad. Their fault. And they better deal with Their it. Thank you. Their fault. And, and, and you know what? The Run voters of Democrats. New York, the voters of Chicago, they got what they deserved. And you wanted a sanctuary city, now you now have Now you one. sound like me. I like that, Jane Duker. We're going to well, take no. a break. It's yeah, the Rear and Roundtable. We're live in Cottleville at our fish fry at the Knights of Columbus all this afternoon. Jane, Gene Evans, John Gaskin, all in the panel. We're back with more in a moment on 97.1 FM Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, before we get on to some other local issues, uh, I wanted to preview South Carolina tomorrow, which could be a little rough on Nikki Haley. But here's Trump and Nikki Haley back to back here talking about the race tomorrow, the primary. Here's one of the most important indicators. The Trump, the... In South Carolina, Nikki Haley is losing to me. It looks like she's going to lose by 25 or 30 points. That's a lot. She's governor, but people don't like her too much. And she's hurting the party. But I don't care. Let her run because think of it. If she's not running, they're not talking about us. We don't anoint kings in America. We have elections. And after two states, there's no way we were going to name him the nominee. South Carolinians deserve the right to vote, as do every other state. Well, she's right about that. Nikki Haley's certainly right about that. John Gaskin on the panel with Gene Evans and Jane Duker this afternoon. Gene, let me start with you, former state rep, the head of the Missouri Federation for Children. Nikki Haley is likely to get smoked in her home state. How does that end well for her? I'm, I'm very confused. Well, she's got nothing to lose at this point. I mean, she, she knows she's probably going to lose that. She's in it in case Trump drops out, drops dead, gets convicted, whatever. Insurance policy. Insurance policy. And I do like the fact that we've there's actually been a process on the Republican side where on the Democrats have just anointed Biden their nominee, and they've kind of, you know, messed with the process to keep him f- from having a serious well, he's challenge. he's an incumbent president. He I is mean, an Republicans incumbent. Republicans would do the same thing. They they, they but they also have did. the superdelegates. I mean, we, the Republicans have a much more democratic process when it comes to no- having a nomination. So that part I like. I don't know what she wins out of this. I mean, but... At this point, what does she lose? Well, how do you say face? Because well, I think she Trump loses Nevada, more, more credibility. Know, trying to change that What's process. that, John? Well, as you all probably heard, it's my understanding out in Nevada, the process has been changed a little bit as it relates to how delegate, their delegate situation goes. But, you know, to what you said regarding uh, Governor Haley, I think it's good. I think it's good to have the conversation, to be to have the contrast about the candidates. You know, what does it mean for her? I I don't think it really means much of anything. If she gets blasted in her home state, you know, similar thing happened with Al Gore when he lost Tennessee, if I'm recalling history correct. It's not good to lose your home state. That's never a good situation to be in. And I but think, look what happened to him. Think, he invented and, the internet, John. Th- Al Gore did okay and I for think himself. That, <laughs> and I think to coin the phrase of our mayor, she needs to possibly do some soul-searching about where she is in this race and what it means and what the long-term game is. She's got the money coming in, but does the money continue to come in after South Carolina's, you know, remains I think it to makes be it seen. a lot harder. I mean, if, if she gets blasted, if she gets blasted, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's, I mean, that's, that's not going to be good. I, I think there are donors who are willing to put, continue yeah. to put money against, in this because, against Trump and just not knowing what's going to happen there. And you know, I'm glad she's running. I really don't think she has anything to lose at this point. Sure. If she loses her, if she drops out today, does it matter? I mean, it, it doesn't. Like, she needs to stay in at least through the weekend. She may stay in after that, depending mm-hmm. on who's you know, foot in the bill. And she has no chance of being his administration. I don't think she wants to be in his administration. <laughs> right. So what difference does it make if she continues to challenge You know, you know what's interesting, too, is like if you, you can hear, there's all kinds of things with Trump that I'd love to kind of listen for. For example, on the polling, 
man, the polling was just, polling sucks when he's down in the polls, right? It's yeah. the worst thing ever. But man, now he loves the polling. He's mentioned it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. but we know that nuance of him. But with Nikki, like, you know, we, we know, and this is one of the things I dislike immensely about the former president, he can get nasty and act like he's a third grader. He's not doing that with Nikki Haley. Now, he kind of hit her husband, I think, last week, but he doesn't think she's a threat in the least bit, right, so he's so being he's, pretty polite to her, yeah. I think. Well, it doesn't Pat help him to continue to beat up on women. I mean, it's never a good look. I mean, whenever you But it co- hasn't stopped him before, though. No, but I, you'd hope some coaching over time would help him because it could hurt him in the general, right? If he continues to ostracize her and beat up on her. It could. At this point, though, with either one of these candidates, what do we not know about them? You know, we, they talk That's about true. eventually having a debate or whatever. Like, there's nothing new we're going to learn about Trump or Biden that we don't already know. Right? Don't you think to a certain extent, I, I, I like to fast forward a little bit and think about, you know, the period between, if they are the nominees, the period between, you know, late August when people start paying attention, Labor Day, whatever, into the election. Because the, the super PACs are going to get involved. You're going to have on John and Jane's side, you'll see all kinds of abortion ads. Yep. And January 6th, I think you'll see lots of images mm-hmm. from January 6th. On the other side, you're going to see a lot of images from the border, right? right? And mm-hmm. grocery stores and crime and right. things like that. So it will be, to a certain extent, a battle of competing packs, maybe more than the candidates. Gene, you don't think these two are going to debate in the fall, do you? No. I don't think they is, can let them. It's going to be 100% a turnout election. It, it's going to be can the folks who voted for Biden last time, are they going to come out again? There's definitely not the enthusiasm that there was before. There were a lot of people who voted against Trump last time. Will they still show up? And then... Can Trump get people out? And, you know, what happens in the suburbs? But when it comes down to it, this national race is going to be decided on a couple of precincts and a couple of swing yep. states. And, like, yep. Missouri doesn't even factor in. Right. And I don't well, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of undecided voters. I mean, I know you get angry with me when I say that, but I, I just don't I, – I don't, I don't know who they are. And the camps are set. The camps are set. And it's and just people who shows up. Yeah. Show Maybe it's up. not undecided voters on a candidate, undecided whether or not they're going to make the effort right. to right. cast a ballot for right. one of the candidates. I mean, and that, you know, and that's a challenge every election. I mean, it's embarrassing that this country has a 50 percent you know, turnout. I mean, no matter what the election's about, I, I always ra- you know, rail on the lack of turnout. I do think that there are, and I know this is stunning to all of us, True. but there are people who are not decided, believe it or not. Or at least they claim to be undecided. But they had a yeah, group that's... that was in a room after the town hall the other night were undecided and every one of them on the issues went to trump i think think that people run around and say i'm undecided so they can become famous and get on tv because there's five (laughs) of them (laughs) no i don't discount that completely all right off of politics here let's talk about kansas city a week ago we weren't exactly sure who the shooters were involved in the super bowl parade jane there's been a couple of interesting developments two juveniles were charged last week then two adult males this week there was a news conference Mm -hmm. that outlined some of the charges and the things that happened in the aftermath of the shooting Then we have this. We have relatives of uh, the second gunman charged with the shooting. Jamie, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Batres? It's B-A-T-R-E-S. Yeah. Um, 39 doesn't really. Launched a cash appeal on Classful to get her (laughs) and from the hospital to visit her son. Oh, that's the mother. The uh, Dominic Miller is the son. And she's basically set up a GoFundMe account Mm -hmm. begging for help with the hospital bills as, quote, times would be tough. Yeah. It raised $85 before it was removed, Shut down. thankfully. The family of Lindell Mays, the other adult they person, he was one. the one where the gun, came, you know, the bullet came from his gun that killed the uh, the disc jockey. They also set up one, too. So this is this is what we're dealing oh, with. Oh, and what, what really, I mean, like this really set me off. I went on a Twitter rampage on this. I was so mad. 
Well, in, in the GoFundMe, they have him holding a gun. That's the picture they used in order to set up the GoFundMe. And then they took a pen and it's kind branding. of... It's just branding. Oh, right, my right. God. And scratched out the gun thinking we wouldn't know that that was a gun in the picture. <laughs> and I was... I mean, I lost my ever-loving mind. And something hit me. I mean, look, I, I was very against concealing carry. I was against open carry. Um, and I was against getting rid of the permits. But then I'm sitting here going, these people think that they're entitled to commit crimes and then everybody's supposed to come in and save them. And, and the thing that occurred to me is that when we start saying it's the gun, it's the gun, it's the gun, the guns, they come thinking, oh, I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible. And, I mean, the audacity to set that up just really hit me that, oh, and, you know, and they're complaining about the hard times. Well, yes, when you're a mass shooter, that brings hard times. <laughs> yeah. This is just it the tip should. of the iceberg. This it, is, should, yes. it should be the tip of the iceberg. What about the victims? And the victims. Oh, and, and I'm just so, I, I just was losing my mind. And then you have people, you know, and... Look, I think there are things we can do on the gun side. I also think there are some things we can do on, you know, mental health side and and poverty and education. But we've completely lost sight of any personal responsibility. Well, here, this is so interesting. Ever. I don't know if you saw this, Jane. So our, our friend, former Senator Jamila Nasheed, retweeted one of my tweets this week because I, I thought it was ridiculous. You have a couple of Democrats that are trying to make it illegal to carry a gun in a parade zone, which these I guys mean, broke so many laws. it's already illegal. But yeah. here's what Senator Nasheed said when she retweeted me. She said, when we stop letting those lawless individuals get away with gun violence, only then will we stop gun violence. They're Amen. only emboldened when they see their friends get away with murder. Lock them up. up. Thank That's right. You. And, 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 and this thing, Jamie. too, and I know that there is an issue with juveniles, and I mm -hmm. get that, and we should not release their names. I'm even okay with that. But the idea that we don't get to know anything about what happened with these juveniles bothers me. And I think because, and I am nervous that because they got the two adults that we're never going to hear hide nor hair of these two juveniles. And we, might not. we have a juvenile crime problem. And these are not stealing. This is nope. this this is mass shooting and you brought a long I don't even know if it's a long gun, but it was some sort of semi automatic piece um, to a parade. Okay, they they went yeah, in. We heard with the that. pops. I mean it did. It and, sounded like fireworks, right? Yeah. And so that you're right. When you see that all the time and you see that and, and you know that adults are giving kids guns because they know they think that, that no one, nothing's going to happen to the kids. So let's shove the kids out there with the crime. And we, we've got to stop. And I agree with Senator Nasheed saying it's just too easy now. It's these people don't do not. They've been convinced. We have a generation yep. of people who are convinced that society has done this to them. And they may have. But done how do you turn it around? It. I mean, honestly, you lock them up. What, what do you, well, because at some point, the law-abiding and the taxpayers and the people, you know, are entitled to be safe. And well, that's the whole victim mentality that we have. So they're the victims now, right? The perpetrators. Right. But that is that is a cultural problem that we yes, have created. Yes, And it's permeating. And when you have it's that, dangerous. it is a cultural thing. And that's where you, it's like the laws don't really matter that much. It's what? a cultural thing that has to be done in homes and neighborhoods and churches and schools. Uncoachable children become uncoachable adults. Right. And it starts at home. And unfortunately, the problem has ventured outside of home. But can you even imagine being in a home, whether it's a one-parent household or a two-parent household, some of the activity that you see happening? Right. It's where's grandma? Where's grandpa? Where's auntie? Where's It's just the level of lawlessness is it's very scary. 
It it's is. Very, it very, is. Whether John, in St. Charles I mean, or in the city of St. Louis. I don't think there's a government solution for this, but what? how do you approach some of this stuff, really? That's a very good question. You have question. to enforce laws. Yeah, that's a, start that's a that. start. Because you know what? If, if they don't think that the laws apply... Exactly. You know, and they and they see elected officials not following okay, the law. Why should they? And some of the parents need to be held accountable. Amen. Right. That's right. I mean, Let, that's just ridiculous. And Jane, I, I was not totally up to speed on this, so maybe uh, you guys know a little bit more. But now, this was in our local paper earlier today. There's a bit of a disagreement between uh, Tish, the mayor of St. Louis, Tashar Jones, and Megan Green, mm -hmm. who's the board of Aldermanic president, because yeah. there's an effort to bring the red light cameras back, some security for the people that are blasting through the intersections, etc. And killing tourists. It, exactly, because... A week and a half ago, we had, well, now mother it's almost two weeks, we had a mother yeah. and daughter from Chicago that came in for Drake, and they got run over. It was horrible. A year after what happened Terrible. to Janae Edmondson. So, uh, wait, whose side is who on in that? Megan well, Green's actually the on the sane side on that or not? No. So okay, well, that's what I thought. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So, she will not allow red light cameras to come back. Until she can get us, this is gonna Tish this, or Megan no, Green. Megan Green. Okay. This oh, is no. it's gonna it, it's gonna make my head explode. So if you see my head exploding, you will understand. <laughs> she will not allow and put before the board of aldermen getting the red light cameras back until she gets a surveillance bill and the board of aldermen gets to decide how the police use surveillance. Oh no, no. my god! She wants to be able to tell the police what surveillance techniques can and can't be used, and they have to be pre-approved, so the criminals will know. I mean, because you know, you want to what? You want to update the criminals? Uh, well, that's on the a latest? recipe for disaster, too. It's now insane. Just, yeah. Now you're surveying okay, what, your what enemies, is, right? So exactly. now, so she won't set, put a bill up for red light cameras because until the mayor agrees to allow the the board of aldermen to determine what surveillance measures police okay. can use that's and when. Right. So how's that going to end? Badly. Yes. <laughs> you know what, though? Truth be told, if Megan Green has the votes and does this, I really think, I mean, I think we have a good shot of getting the police department out of their hands, but this will seal the deal. So go, Megan, go. Well, because we my... need to just end ding, it. Ding, this, ding. Is, yeah. this is going in the wrong direction every day. I, I'll so we, tell you, Mark, the, the state control issue is really heating up in Jeff City. I have never seen so many people buzzing yes. about it. And that's undercovered right now. I mean, that was a topic that I think they know those nothing of us has in the media talked a year. lot about, yeah. but I, obviously there's still forces that are you know, working to change that. So, uh, you know, I don't know what happens with, with police, but let me just toss this out as an anecdotal story. Sure. We have, there's a young lady that's actually in the room tonight that this happened to who works for the station, but there were two, I, don't, I won't name names because I don't mm -hmm. have permission to do this publicly, two young women who worked at the station, 21, 22 years old, went to the soccer game Tuesday night. So they're walking, we're at 14th and Olive, the radio station, they parked in our building. Right. They walked to the soccer game, walked back, a few blocks, right? Yeah. But as they got uh, a little further away from the soccer stadium, closer to our building, there was a guy yelling at him. And they started moving faster. And at one point, one of the ladies turned around and, and looked back, and the guy was running after them. And oh. they, they're young and athletic, and they just darted, you know, swiped their key cards, got into our building. But I bring this up because I, see, I don't feel safe around my own building, just going to Enterprise right. Center mm -hmm. or to the Stiefel. I can't imagine what two young girls would think. Now, I've, one of these young ladies I gave pepper spray two years ago, honestly. I said, right. you, need to be you gave it to me, too. Right, but, their point, but then they even said you couldn't even bring that into the soccer game. So no. there, there should be more police presence yes. between different areas outside of Bush yes. Stadium. And Enterprise yes. and the soccer stadium, and we don't there have that. We need those National Guard troops that we're sending Amen. to the Amen. I'd take oh, the National Guard troops. If, you know what? I would love to set the National Guard along Market, you know, along Olive. I mean, this is insane. Are, we don't want to live in a police state. Well, no. right. I'm you with know, Gene on that. But well, they won't police. 
so you can't ever call it a police state in the city because there's no policing. I That's mean, true. These, these guys go from call to call to call to call. They, there's no idea of community policing. I thought that's what we fought for in Ferguson. We used to, yeah. Was, was that we wanted police officers that, that were embedded in the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody could know their police officer. That's not happening. These guys can't talk to anybody. They can't be on the Because there's not streets. enough of them there's to even have a talk. Right. And they true. bounce call to call to call. You know what? I mean, I think it's good when police get to know their constituents yes. and get to know people. And that, I thought that's what we were all fighting for. But suddenly that's not the story anymore. Yeah, it's not the story anymore, and it's not getting better, and we're not, I mean, somebody asked me, I did a little luncheon speech today, and I don't even know what the update is on this, on all the money, the RAM settlement money. They're still Sitting talking there. about that, doing nothing with it, right? Doing they nothing. voted to the do a pay raise for The person happiest has to be city. the bank. What's that, John? The person happiest has to oh, be the bank. Absolutely. That, that sure. money is sitting the money's there. No sit there. Didn't they do like a survey and the votes were to give all the employees yeah. a pay raise? Yeah, the, you know what? Well, the survey <laughs> the survey was complete nonsense because, yeah. of course, there was not one single public safety thing in it, so you can't vote for what's not on the survey. Um, but they're still going to do like an endowment program, and they want to save for a rainy day, and I'm like, We'll be it's a Western University with that line. All right, hang tight. We have one more segment to go. It's a rear round table. We're live in Connellville. It's Fish Fry. Fridays, the fish fry getting started here in a few minutes. We'll be here for the next couple of hours. Sue's News live in Cottleville coming up on 97.1 FM Talk. Hang in there. We are live in Cottleville. It's Fish Fry Friday tour, and we were supposed to start last week, but we had to reschedule for, uh, we're going to be at a Carnet Ward next week. Oh, great. We were supposed to be there a week ago today, but we're in Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus Hall, and the crowd is gathering, and the fish is a-frying here this afternoon. Smell it. Jane's going to hang out. Sue is here to do Sue's News Live. The whole gang, you can meet Fred and Abby. John Gaskin is on the panel this afternoon. Democratic lobbyist in Jeff City, Jean Evans, former director of the GOP in the state. She is with the Missouri Federation for Children. Um, I don't really have anyone in particular to start with, but I drove by. Here's the story. A couple of days ago, I'm watching in the studio during the break, Sue and Fred and I, we see on Fox News in the 4 o'clock hour when they were doing the uh, the 5, they were talking about St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And they showed these squatters at the corner of Chippewa and Spring <laughs> in the city. Now, I was unaware that that particular oh, yeah. um, apartment, <laughs> that condo, had been there for a few yes. years, right? So I went by, I, I communicated with Steve Butts, State Rep Steve Butts, a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. He said he went by in person. He said it's worse in person. So I thought, well, let me go by in person. So I went by, I shot some video yesterday morning. The it smell. did look bad. And the I didn't smell. pick up the scent. Maybe the wind was working in the other direction. <laughs> I am just stunned time. that there's no ability for anyone to do anything about this. Well, I, it's on <sighs> these poor people that have to live with this, I, I just, I don't even know what to do anymore for them. And the idea that these people have more rights than everybody else, I mean, it's unhealthy. It is an unsafe environment for the people. It is yes. an unsafe environment for everyone around them. They are better Christians than I. Because yeah. I would have went and rent, rent right. a bobcat from Sun Rental <laughs> and would have swept that stuff up and put it in the alley. You know what I would have done? And I would have done it every I week. Got, I would have gotten a left. sprinkler system I'm with and you. put but the I'm water serious, on guys, Think about it. If that was outside of your home oh, or your be. business or your kids had to stand there at the bus stop every day dealing with that? No. It's unbe- it's Come unbelievable. on, guys. I know, Come but on. they won't. They will not do anything. And you want to charge anything. for their earnings tax. Right. You, right. No. Oh. So here's here's the sentiment that I get from some people on, on Twitter, because I put the video up. So here's a guy that says, <laughs> many, many posts about how bad this looks. Very few posts on how to help the people who live there. It's F them because I saw, right? No. That's not what it is. These are people, by the way, these are not people that want to be in a shelter. They don't want to be helped. They've been offered services. They want to take over a corner in the city of St. Louis, and they realize they can take advantage of it. Exactly. Look at all the tarps, all the baskets, 
this is they've they're collecting resources to Honestly, John, there. I kind of wanted to crawl inside just because there was so much stuff in there. It's amazing how much is in there. No, it's there, a it really horrible, disgusting situation. They're getting Uber Eats and everything. <laughs> I, I don't know are. that, but can All you All right, a couple more things as we do. We often have to do a little speed round here at the end of the show. I have purposefully, and Gina, maybe I'll start with you on this. This whole... IP reform thing makes my eyes glaze over and probably the listeners, but there was some movement on that this week. Can you cull it down for me and what's going to happen there with initiative petition reform? Well, whatever they pass, it's, it's probably going to die at the ballot box because as you think a so? former yeah. director of the Republican Party, there would be these ballot initiatives and they'd call us and say, mm-hmm. you got to get out there and support it or defeat it yeah. with no resources. The one thing I will say, there was a big fight about the ballot candy, but if all these folks who are saying this is so popular that people want it, if it's that popular and the people want it, then the ballot candy doesn't really matter. Can, can you explain ballot candy? Ballot that candy term's is, been tossed out a lot. I wasn't even really familiar with it, but explain what it is. So at the top of the, the ballot, you want to say something that you know people like. So in this one, it was something like... Um, Don't let a legal vote. No illegal aliens can vote. Or <laughs> lobbyists cannot get, get yeah. gifts, which, or give gifts, which they, they can't now anyway. Or, you know, puppies are cute. I don't know. Something it like is. that. Seriously, that's it, what it is. It's about right. at that point now. Top and political issues. Because yes. people, yes. by the time you get to that part of your ballot, you're already glazed over. You yeah, voted on everything. Like, okay. There's a bunch of local stuff. There's the state stuff. People read the first line or two at best, mm-hmm. and then they vote. So it's, it is important that your first two lines are something that people like or dislike. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't pull well because this is the deal. I mean, it it takes away, arguably. Now, look, from from a... uh, a policy standpoint, I think it should be harder to amend the Constitution right. than it is to amend a statute. Right. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way right after pot got. I'm like, we that that 36-page constitutional amendment was a joke. Uh, I, I supported it, but it was a joke. It was a, it the should have been was a, a mess. Statute. I agree with that. It should not, you know, they, you do the well, small constitution. Okay, but they couldn't get, there were not enough people that had political courage to support to do that Correct. issue. So. And so, but so you don't want to take it away from the people. And Medicaid, it, it Say what you want, but it it passed with flying colors. Mm -hmm. And so these things would not have happened were it not for IP, which is an initiative petition which allows you to gather signatures. But there'll be millions spent against getting it passed, and the party will not have any money to support it. But this is the part I want to make clear to people because I was even confused about it. In order to have the initiative petition reform, you have to vote on the initiative petition reform. So what they passed this week, in theory, it's going to go to the House. It could be on a future ballot this mm-hmm. summer, a special election. Then people will have to decide, do you think it should be harder to yes. amend the Constitution and require that not only a simple majority passes one of these amendments, but that a majority in five of eight of the congressional right. districts. But even the fact that you have to pass something just to get to that, I think leaves people confused, right? Correct. But and you really do think, the, the polling, you think that most likely that would fail? And yes, and I think it'll probably be on the August ballot because people want to prevent... The, the whole reason this is being done is to stop the abortion amendment. Right. That's not so true. It, this has been a hot issue for a very long time. Okay, but let's face well, it. A lot timing, of it this year is yeah. about the abortion amendment. And they're trying to do honest, it in I a think. hurry. And that's fine. I mean, that's politics. But you know what, Jane? I don't think they're... You, you don't really August think at this point. August will be tough. But, but it can't be implemented for it to take effect for November, I don't think. I honestly don't think that... that there's Why not? discussion about... Well, I don't think that there may be sure a retroactive, that, that would work. But all it is is counting the votes. All it, all it does is say you have to have a majority in five of eight. But so because that, right, but because you're you're there's legal technicalities to this when well, you gather the signatures maybe. and things along those lines. So we'll see what happens. Listen, thank you, Gene Evans. Thank you, John Gaskin, for coming out here. You can uh, 
maybe get in line for some fish because they're going to start serving. John, it's great to see you. Thanks, Thanks so for much, having Gene. Me, awesome to see you. Thanks. We love the new haircut. Jane is going to stay <laughs> for the next hour. Here, I got a mission for you a little bit later in the show. You ready Go for this? Fish? A challenge. No. Oh. No, this is a challenge for the 5 o'clock hour. Nick Shore is going to stop by. Nick's a good oh, friend yeah. of the show. We know that. Bob Andre's coming by, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to prepare some questions for uh, Senator Andre. How about that? I got that? him. All right, there we go. Don't we'll get to that to. in the 5 o'clock hour. Sue's News is coming up. Thanks, guys. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.